Welcome to Thriving Your Love, a podcast where we will guide and help you improve your most precious relationships in life. This podcast is produced and hosted by certified emotionally focused therapist, Claudio Vargas Silva, licensed marriage and family therapist, and Trisha Kim Walsh, also licensed marriage and family therapist. Welcome back viewers and listeners to Thriving Your Love. Today, Claudia, we're going to be talking in this episode about partners' discussion around problems that are not specific to the relationship. It's a topic that I really am excited, again, to talk with you about because I see so often partners having confusion of what do we bring to the relationship and what do we keep to ourselves? Does it make sense for us to bring up these problems when they're not related to the connection, to the importance of building, the, you know, whether it's the connection of the couple itself or raising a family together? They say to me, Trisha, why do I want to talk about problems unrelated to our relationship? They don't know. And I have a lot of thoughts to this. Claudio, I know you do too. So what, are, what do you think? Yes, the thing is that the relationship is like a shelter, like a shield that protects us from the outside world. Mm -hmm. So in our partner, we find that secure person mm -hmm. that helps us to face the world. So in other words, we feel more courageous, right? We feel stronger. Yes. When we have someone that backs us up, just the fact, I think, of sleeping with someone, have, having someone by our side in bed, just that already is proof yeah. that it brings our heartbeat down hmm. a little bit, helps us to sleep like, a, have a better sleep. And why? Because we know that we are not alone. We are protected. We have someone who helps us to feel safe. But the thing, Trisha, is that some people, they, they think that they should hold everything to themselves, that opening up, they are burdening the other person. Sometimes they think that their position in their relationship is of a hero, the one who will help the other, but they shouldn't ever bring a problem to the other to help with. They should always be the solution, but never seek solution or seek help. Right, Claudio. I love this reminder of this shield that partners come into the relationship in this honeymoon phase of when you're with me, you're going to be protected. Everything's going to be okay. I can hold my love with you. will never end. I'm here for you. And yet what's interesting is there gets to be a point where there, as I, I share this with so many of my couples and individuals of the feelings of fear of being a burden and saying, what will happen to this relationship if I do share too much? Because I think, Claudio, 
a big part of this discussion is reflecting on how we were as children, right? Because this is an attachment model that we do discuss in emotionally focused therapy is how did we act when it came to problems in our lives as children, as teenagers, as young adults, that depending on your cultural identity, Claudio, I know that I was raised to be very much independent is that I need to rely upon my own skill sets to be able to find solutions within, not necessarily to seek comfort and support in others. And my dad, you know, being a Korean identified would teach me at a very young age that it's hard to trust others because you can get hurt. So he would remind me, you have to trust yourself. You have to rely upon yourself. And I know my dad shared this with me in efforts to protect me. He thought this was my shield is to go it alone. But Claudia, we know we are an attached species is that our ancestry, we traveled in tribes. We need the community. And I know that when my dad came to this country, he missed his family. He missed the connections. But being an immigrant, he learned, I have to look strong. I have to look capable. I have to look like I have it all together. And as a result, he passed that down to me as a child to have hesitations in my own partnership of, if I share this with you, I'm going against what I was taught at such a young age. Yes, Trisha. Very good reminding about childhood. And you know that I make uh, a question to clients at the beginning of therapy. Yes. I give them two possibilities regarding their childhood. Mm -hmm. Ask them, so when you were very young and you hurt yourself, let's say that you fell and you are crying. Yes. And then you went to your caregivers and I want to give you two examples and you're going to tell me which one fit more for you. So let's say you were crying or sad and then you went to your parents and, and then they said, oh, oh, I'm so sorry. Oh, I, you might be really hurting. Let me give you a hug. Let me give you a kiss. Oh, I love you. Everything is going to be okay. So this is an example. Another example. Oh, that was nothing. That's okay. That's okay. You know, just stand up. Just, just stand up. Be strong. Don't, don't cry. That's okay. It happens. So, yeah. uh, and people who had this second example, what happens to them is that they, they learn that they shouldn't ask for help, that they are weak if they do that, and they should keep it to themselves. And they even feel humiliated because they are in pain and they are seeking comfort. But, but when they receive this kind of response, they, they think there's something wrong with me for wanting comfort. I shouldn't do that. And, and people don't welcome me. They don't welcome my pain. So I'm not going to do that because this is very embarrassing. I'm crying. Someone is telling me that there's something wrong with me for crying, that I'm making a big deal. So they feel shame. 
and they yes. don't expose themselves anymore. They feel it very risky to do that. But on the other hand, they get a message that there is something wrong with it. Mm -hmm. So in other words, yeah. they also disapprove of that. Even though yes. they felt humiliated, they didn't feel really accepted and comforted. They felt rejected, but they end up also thinking that this is the way of doing, that mm -hmm. we shouldn't seek comfort and we shouldn't comfort either. And then what happens is that sometimes people even despise those who seek comfort, who are vulnerable and seek comfort as if they are weak. It's very unfortunate, right, right Tricia? Yes, Claudio, the word weak in society, it, it's something that in our podcast, I know we've talked about how vulnerability is a very brave, courageous thing to do. It takes someone of great strength to be able to seek comfort. I'm going to say that again. It takes someone of great strength to seek comfort. So for a child to be able to ask for what they're needing is a really understandable biological phase of life as a child is learning, a teenager is learning, a young adult is learning how to navigate the big world that they're in. And it's a good thing for them to be seeking comfort because they will learn who they are. So we celebrate that, Claudia. I know we as therapists, we're trained. We have a lot of experience. We work with many people from different backgrounds and populations and different types of treatment that we offer. And that is what we really help our couples is to see that seeking comfort will only deepen your love. It will only help your love to thrive. And it is an obstacle when you were taught at such a young age to be a parent is that I have a lot of children that I've worked with in the past in therapy that are like surrogate parents, that they are parentified children. They've learned to be little adults because often their parents were working double, double shifts, jobs. They were holding responsibilities of raising families that they needed their children to grow up fast. So I do see that as a phenomenon, Claudio, in this society that we're in is that children are told to repress their emotions. They're told not to feel their emotions. Although Claudio, I think our viewers and audience can recognize that within them is that we never outgrow. Emotions only expand. We only realize who we are and what we believe and that we're really gonna have reactions to everything in our lives, whether it's reading something in the news, going to work, going to school, making new friends, having a change in a friendship life is hard. And so we do need to have this shield, this safe, sacred space where you have something you can rely upon. And the hope is that's your, your partner that you can rely upon them to come to you in the same way a child would hope to come to their parent to seek comfort, but may have gotten rejected because let's be honest, Claudio, that maybe even that parent was rejecting their own feelings, that they didn't have the capacity to hold their emotional experience because they didn't have time. They were too busy holding responsibilities of taking care of the family. I think about my dad in this case, as he didn't 
he would tell me there's no time to feel you have to do you know because this was his immigrant experience claudio is to say i need you to take care of yourself because eventually we're going to need you to take care of the family so we need you to grow up fast and he would say that to me, Claudio. I need you not to feel. I need you to do. I got really good at it, Claudio. And then I realized the harm that it was causing me in my romantic relationships is that I wasn't going to my partner to really let them know what I needed. So I was almost closing off a part of myself to them. Uh-huh. Yes, Trisha. And what you said also about parentified children or surrogate parents, right? Because what happens is that in some cases, parents open up to their children and sometimes very, very young children, they talk about their problems in their relationship with their spouse, yes. other children and outside. And what those children learn is that their position or their role in their yes. relationship with their parents is a position of helping them and not seeking help from them. Yes. They don't see in their in their caregivers, they don't see uh shield as we are talking about, or that shelter that they can go to and talk about what happens to them because the position has been inverted. And what happens also in some cases, people that they think that what their partner expects from them, they're going to be their heroes. So they shouldn't really open up and, and seek comfort and, and talk about their problems because they think, well, my partner already has so many problems. Why should I burden them with more yes. things? So this is not helpful. They're not going to like it. And this is actually an error because... I was talking to a couple recently and this guy, he was very kind of, a, he, he kept things inside. I was working with them and trying to find out and he, he had this hero mindset. Mm -hmm. I am here mm -hmm. to, just to help my wife, to provide for her. Yes. And, but I shouldn't ever tell her what is happening to me and what I'm suffering and my pain because she already is really worried about a lot of things. And then he told her that. And then she said, you know, actually, I would like so much that you would open up to me because I would feel like I am important to you. I would feel like you trust me. If you are opening up to me, it means that you believe I can help you. I want to be your hero too, because right now I'm feeling very down here, very insignificant. Okay, you are my hero, right? And what I am, I'm down here. There is no equality in this relationship. I want to feel strong for you. I want to feel like you trust me. Right, Claudio, I, I, that's beautiful. I love this mindset of that expression, he's not too heavy, he's my brother, right? There's that expression of the image of when you have a bond with someone you love, no matter what they're coming to you for, you want to hold that with them because you never want them to be alone emotionally, physically. And when you get to that certain point in a relationship, 
that there is there is a recognition of we can figure it out together uh, with securely attached couples. I hear this time and time again, no matter what the obstacle is in front of us, we can figure this out together. We may not know how we're going to, but come to me, nothing that you're going to come to me with. I would want you to keep to yourself because it will actually hurt me. It will make me feel like you're going away from me. And that's the last thing that I need from you is to go away from me when there's nothing more that I want to do is to do something different. And that's one of my favorite things to say, Claudio, with my couples is that couples want to have a different experience than they did when they were growing up as a child. And they were witnessing the ways that they were there for their parent as an equal or the way they saw their parents, you know, relationship go and in ways that they'd say, I want to do something that makes me feel like my partner and I can talk about the difficult things. We can talk about the emotions. We can be a role model to our own children, right? Is to say that we are letting, we're having a new experience where you can be strong in your vulnerability. And I see this time and time again, over and over in therapy, Claudio. Yes, Trisha. And you know, when we open up, as you were explaining right now, when we open up and we talk about our problems to our partner, what happens outside the relationship, what happens inside of us, the pain we feel, we are showing the other person that we need them. And everyone likes to feel needed because it makes them feel important. Yes, I have a role here. No, it is so hard for people when they feel like they don't do anything for their partner. They don't mean anything. They are not a stronghold. They don't feel like really they are that the other one can trust. I want to invite our listeners to our next podcast because yes. we are going to talk about how we can help. Yes what we can do to be there for our partner. Because on many occasions, what people do is that they think about fixing. So my my partner brought a problem to me. Let me tell my partner what my partner needs to do to solve this problem. So like I put the hat of the expert to teach my partner how to solve their problems. And, and we know that this is a this is something that really triggers a lot of problems in relationships. So we want to show how they can be there for their loved ones. And not only, you know, a partner, but also children. Children don't like to be fixed either. Although um, parents, you know, we focus a lot on that sometimes. <laughs> Right, Claudio. It's going to be a great episode. We hope you all are ready to tune in for the next time. Thank you so much for joining us today. Thank you so much for tuning in with us today. We hope you'll join us soon again for our next episode of Thriving Your Love.